90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Well, hi, you guys. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. Yourself? Hola. Good Hola. over here. <laughs> that's going to be me next week. And that's going to be me a couple weeks after that. <laughs> Very exciting. Kelly, I know that you're going to be going away, too. Uh, what language will you be speaking? Uh, Floridian. Oh. <laughs> 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 How does that sound like? <laughs> yeah. Careful. <laughs> uh, yep. Florida's fun. Yeah. That's for sure. I've not been since uh, pre-pandemic. And so, this is your first travel then? This is my, this uh, yeah, this is my first, uh, yeah, I don't think I've, I've been to, uh, I've been to Ontario, which uh, for our friends in the south is our, uh, our, uh, you know, province to the, to the west of us. Um, and that's it. I have not been, I have actually, yeah, I've not been in the States since, uh, 2019. Me neither. You haven't either? For, no, I've been to Mexico. Oh yeah, flew right. right okay. Flew right over the States, but yep. <laughs> haven't been down. No. I'm Maybe I'll, uh, uh, as I fly over Kentucky, I'll say hi, Shane. <laughs> hey, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Good to get back. It feels kind of normal when you can make vacation plans and, and, yep jaunty plans you know yeah i'm uh, basically um driving miss daisy around that's my mother and so, <laughs> so driving miss marianne that's what i'll be doing um nice. yeah because my father has decided he doesn't want to vacation anymore so yeah anymore yeah he doesn't really vacation to begin with but like i think his travels uh outside of our province have ceased <laughs> Really? Yeah, he's and it's not that he's not in good shape because he could probably walk to Florida no problem if he wanted and or run. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's so funny. He's just like the older he gets, the more he just wants to like hammer down and work. So that's what he's doing. Yep. Wow. Wow. They might go to Ottawa for a few days. <laughs> that's, oh, that's big. Woo! That's exotic. Getting to break out the capital. cruise line. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I figured it was a good opportunity to uh, spend some time with uh, Mummy Alexander. So that's what we're going to do. That's cool. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and she's stressed already. She's like, what are we going to do? I don't want this to be just about me. I'm like, Mom, I'm like, wherever Too you want to <laughs> I'm like, wherever you want to go, Ma. Just as long as I have a, a, like an afternoon or two to sit and read by the pool, Kelly Ooh, will be a happy nice. camper. Yeah. Get some uh, outlet shopping in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to make sure we don't stay at that same hotel that I told you guys about the last time where we were in the middle of nowhere because I had no car and I walked in the heat and almost died of heat exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're, be you're a, fair skin, yeah. Kel. I am fair skin. You're blonde. You probably weren't hydrated. Oh, yeah. Kel, I, I'm either white or red. There's those two colors. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think that... Uh, Adam and I have a little bit of a, a heads up on the tanning solution, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we will definitely be able to brag about that in the next few weeks. Yeah, you turn, uh, you have a nice olive action that goes on. I work at it. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't just happen, okay? <laughs> I joke. It does just happen. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I think that for our vacation plans or for whatever plans, uh, whatever short trips or or jaunts or whatever, uh, Run DMC should probably be on your uh, playlist because the short story is we've hit the end of the road for Run DMC. Um. I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but also how you too have been uh, no more 
a number of times, apparently, in the last uh, 40 plus years. So we'll talk about that. And of course, the list of people that were on hand to help celebrate the life of Lisa Marie Presley. Pretty much an incredible reflection of her diverse friendships over time. So I thought we should probably start there today. Pretty incredible when you think that, uh, you know, uh, Alanis Morissette performs, Axl Rose performs, and uh, Billy Corgan performs, but also that uh, the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, also has some nice things to say because they were quite close as friends. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Like, I think, uh, for me, in my life, I think that Lisa Marie Presley was the first famous offspring, and I know she wasn't. Because she wasn't actually the first, because there were many mm-hmm. superstars before that that obviously had kids. But you know, at that rock star level, Elvis being the king of pop or the king of rock, the king, um, not the king of pop. That was Michael Jackson. But uh, for for his child to then be the next one to uh, to join her father in rest, uh, that's that impacts my life somehow you know and I didn't know her um but somehow losing that is a big deal so it made complete sense for me to see all the people that were there mm-hmm. to pay tribute to her yeah including I, I think was it the uh the Tennessee choir or something was also there like there was a there was a choir I can't remember the exact name of them but I thought that I thought there was such a great like just you know balance of all the different genres in a way that were that were there. Yeah. And then I saw also um, a few days after the funeral that um, uh, Winona Judd was interviewed by Entertainment Tonight. Wow. Um, and she just mentioned how sad she was about losing Lisa Marie, which, you know, because in a way, like, of course they would know each other, but then you're like, like, of course they would. Like, Winona lives in Tennessee, but it's just like, there's part you're like, wow, she knew her too. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think that Lisa Marie used her. Uh, personality and her uh, her roots to to you know plant those seeds and make friends like that, mm-hmm. which is I think what we're supposed to do yeah. in this world. Yeah, but she know? like it's 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 crazy how like she was in so many different communities that I now see since her passing. Right, like like I mentioned to you guys before that you know she was friends with Janet. Like now I know she was friends with Winona. We know Axl Rose. We know, you know, like Alanis yeah. Morissette, clearly. Like all these people, Billy Corgan, like it's just such a wide array of, of people that and even like um who did I see? I can't remember now, hopefully it'll come to me, but it was somebody on Instagram, a celebrity, and I was like, they know her too. Like it was yeah. almost like when I told you guys that Jonathan Knight had p- posted about Christie Alley. In right. like it was he's like, oh, I never thought they would know each other and you know, here yeah. we are. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. The more we talk about the diversity of her uh, of her reach in friendship and in musical taste, uh, it, that, too, is a reflection of of her upbringing and certainly her connection with her dad, who over the course of his music career also was uh, a champion in different genres throughout mm-hmm. his career. Mm-hmm. So it's it, I guess it's really it's really no surprise, but it's certainly um, it's uh, impressive. I yeah. think. Yeah, and I uh, I don't know if you watched the um, I watched a clip of the speech that um, Riley's husband did for her. Yeah, what a great like just you know Lisa Marie must have just been an awesome mother. Like that just seems to be the pervasive thought that she was just like front and center, just like Kirstie Alley was. It sounds like also. Yeah, I think the uh, it sounds like um, 
it should go without saying, but if your kids look back and see that you actually tried mm-hmm. and you put effort into making a family and creating a heart space for, for your kids, then if they've spotted that in their life, then, then you've done what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it. pers- and it's funny, just like you said too, like, I didn't even follow her on social media, but I was very sad, like just mm-hmm. sad by her. And like it hit me hard, kind of like harder than some of the other ones we've lost in the last like six months. And I guess it's just because I also felt so bad for her when her son died. Like I just felt awful for her. Like just yeah, there's awful. A, a certain like chronology. It's it's not a, it's not okay when anybody goes. It hurts when people when people die. Mm-hmm. But when the order is messed up, yeah. When a kid goes before the parent, that's that's tough. I think for the people that are left behind to try to process. Yeah, and now like too, like I just and again like I just there's so many people that are struggling, but I just again have something this this space in my heart that just feels so bad for the twins. Because they're mm-hmm. only 14 and they've just lost their brother not even three years ago. And now they lose their mom. Like, it's just awful, <laughs> awful, awful. And Priscilla, I, you got to give her credit too. like the idea that she spoke with what sounded to me like like the, the sound of a broken heart. You know, she she was very mm-hmm. somber, obviously, mm-hmm. but you could you could feel it yep. through her. Yeah. And I hope, like, she's 77. I think that's what I saw. And I just hope she lasts a long time so her grandbabies, like, those twin girls, like, have, like, that female strong presence in their life. Yeah. And I know their sister, Riley, is going to try to step up. But she's now also, we found out she's a mom. Yeah. You know, in that whole thing, too. So she's got a lot on her plate already. But I have a feeling, like, she's going to be very protective of her, her younger siblings. Yep. People rise to the occasion. Yeah. Hopefully they do, and I think with the with the experience that that family has had, that they will mm-hmm. likely do the same. So may she rest in peace, and may uh, may her friends' heavy hearts be a little bit lighter with the memories that they've kept with her. Uh, we'll try and do our part by uh, creating some levity with some easy questions, Cal. No. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> 90s. Now. Trivia. Bing bong. I, I say that knowing that I'm leading with an art and literature. Uh, oh, fantastic. Oh. Um, but P.S. We have so many people um, wanting to know, Sharon, if uh, you have watched Kath and Kim yet. Not yet. I promise I will be okay. watching it. Because Rachel uh, in Australia is very adamant that you try this accent out. Like in the cat, because again, it's Kath and Kim is Australian, but it's like, it's like comedic Australian. So like, even Which I can I kind like. of do it. Like even my better half Elaine is like, you're not far off. I was like, woo. Like, cause I suck at accents. Absolutely suck at them. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. So art and literature, literature, art and literature. Question number one. Uh, Fight Club is a 1996 novel by which American author? No Googling, Adam. <laughs> I thought Fight Club was a movie. It was obviously made off of a book. I guess. And you know oh. what? What happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not at liberty to answer that question. <laughs> but I still would like the points. <laughs> Good answer, Sharon. Adam, you want to give you. it a go? I have no idea. Okay. Mario Puzo. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to give Adam, by the way, a shout out for his um, attempt last week at the um, movie where you mentioned RRR, because I think, yep. is it nominated for an Oscar now? Like it was mentioned. It so- is. I it think is. I saw it's that too. A, yeah. So good job, Adam. 
Cause I know I, it sounded like I came out of nowhere, but it's a really great movie. Yeah, because clearly you are more um, movie savvy than Sharon and I are at this point. At least, I i mean, Sharon probably has been to way more movies than me, but yeah. Well, you know what? By doing that, Adam really brought the now to 90s now. He did. There he did. Go. He did. Um, so, the, uh, so the Fight Club, uh, American author, 1996 novel is Chuck Palahniuk. Sounds like you made it up. I was going to say Brad. <laughs> he was the actor in the movie. Yeah, sounds like. Yeah, I, I hope I pronounced that correct. See, these art and literature questions, the authors always have these hard names. It's a bit rough. Anyways, congratulations on that. No one got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> at its best. Uh, we are now moving over to news and politics. The Ismet earthquake in 1999 occurred in which Eurasian country? Did, did you, Eurasian oh. country? What's a Eurasian country? I think country? that means on Eur- the border of like Europe and Asia, correct? Eurasian country. Yeah. Oh. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Adam. Go, Adam. Go for it. I'll go for Turkey. Adam! <laughs> Good <laughs> job, Adam. Wow. Solid. Um, well, Solid. I feel like it is on the verge of, you know, Europe and India, so... And well. it's, you know, th- there's a big um, area to the country. Mm-hmm. So I figured those would max out my odds of getting the answer. <laughs> Sharon, what was your guess going to be? Oh, my God. You give me geography questions and I'm back in grade eight going, what? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so good job, Adam. Way to grab turkey out of thin air. Oh Thank you God. very much. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, congratulations, Adam. And I just want to give a shout out for our audio listeners. Adam is wearing his McLaren um, sweatshirt, which is yeah. very festive and orange. And so good job. And um, February 24th, I believe, is when the Drive to Survive uh, next season comes out. Cool. Season, season five, I think. Five or six. Five, I think. So have you watched that um, yet, Sharon? I've seen some of it. Yeah. It's, it's very kinda, yeah. It's fun to watch. It's like a it's like a racing soap opera. Yeah. I loved season one through three. That's yeah. what got me back into watching Formula One. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I did watch it when I was four or five years old. At the end of the 90s, I did watch a lot of Formula One with my mom. Um, But Drive to Survive season four was pretty lame, if you're if you would ask for my opinion. So was we'll season what... four reflective of COVID? Uh, season three was, was also reflective but... of COVID. Yeah. You know, you know those kinds of um, episodes where they just show the same footage over and over again to create drama and you know to create some suspense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're just like, get the story moving. You've shown us this yep. teaser for like 25 times. Just get on with the story. Yeah, that's that was my whole thing watching the whole series. So uh, we'll see if season five makes it better. Yeah, and by the way, before Sharon moves on, I think I might have said this a couple weeks ago, but there is a now the the people behind Drive to Survive now there's a tennis version, Mm -hmm. and there's a a golf one also. I've watched a few episodes of um, the tennis uh, version. Just refer just refer back to my last comments on season four. Okay, (laughs) you'll get eh? the gist. Yeah, and I'm a huge tennis fan. And if anyone has insomnia, uh, probably watch the golf one. (laughs) <laughs> well i love golf too so if i have problems sleeping i just watch golf i'm i'm out it's good it's so pleasant yeah and it's i love such when a i contrast. see all these people in the gallery and they get so excited i'm like you stood there for hours for that like it's great yeah i don't I, yeah you know what the funny thing about watching golf 
and it being so calming yeah mm-hmm. is that when you're playing it it's so possibly supremely frustrating yeah. <laughs> it's like you can see why people want to wing their clubs into the woods you know yeah <laughs> and have you ever noticed like i haven't listened to, for to golf in a while but i think jim nance might be one of the commentators for cbs nance? i love jim nance like sorry nance yeah n-a-n-t-z <laughs> And he's also a very good, um, I think he calls college basketball. Anyways, I love Jim Nance. But uh, like when you watch, hear him call golf, it's almost like he's out on a bird safari and he's like, over to the left, we see a triple breasted duck. You know what I mean? Like it's super calming. And you're like, yeah, it's nice. Well, you know that the golf, the golf commentator on, our, um, on the French sports TV station, uh, Michel Lacroix, is the same guy that is the official voice of the Bell Center for the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, wow. So the same guy that will whisper to the birds <laughs> during a golf broadcast <laughs> is the same one announcing the goals in a full, uh, in a crowded arena. So, wow. hey, sometimes you can have um, both. multiple talents. There yeah. you go. He's talented. Very good. Because yeah. Jim, Jim Nance does, and I'm sure M- Michelle does it too, but it's like this like whisper talk. It's like, as you can see, he's headed to the whatever, and it's like super. And you, he, it's like you hear him whispering, and you're like, I could nap now. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to rebrand this podcast '90s Now, the ASMR version. Yeah. No. <laughs> Back to you. All Sharon. right. All right. Well, uh, let's get it noisy uh, and talk about Run DMC. What the heck with it calling it quits? And yet at the same time, it's okay. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, Is it though? Well, I got angry reading this, this story, Sharon. I got angry. Angry Why? because you don't want them to stop? Yeah. And I just, again, you and I and, Sh- and Adam knows my position on why are you announcing you're retiring? Just stop if you're going to. Uh, but it doesn't need to be a big announcement because chances are in three years you're going to be bored and you'll be back. So Well, they have they even been doing much lately? I know that um, that Daryl McDaniels does stuff and I know that... Uh, that uh, run does separate stuff but together mm-hmm. i don't know that they've been doing a lot and i could be wrong correct mm-hmm. me if i'm wrong i'm down with that but what they're doing is coming to uh, the end of a 40-year run which is pretty impressive mm-hmm. and so in this case i think 40 years later it's okay to call your retirement is if it's it gonna really be that. well because then they, they can celebrate with a tour they can yeah you know kind of go out with a, a big hip-hop bang you know, and I coinciding guess. with the 50th anniversary of, of hip-hop as a genre is a pretty cool thing. I can see why they're seizing the moment. Yeah, I guess I just, like, because I know that, like you said, there's a documentary thing. I guess I just feel like they could have just wrapped themselves around that doc, saying, like, this is our final something-something, or, like, we're doing, you know, to celebrate this doc, and then just kind of leave it at that. It's just, I don't know. I even had a problem with, with Elton John saying he was going to done, even though I'm sure he is done, and, and that's, you know that's going to be his plan of action but i guess like he's so he's like he's so legendary i just i don't want him to say he's done either you know well that, so. the funny thing is that he is such a for elton john he is such a performer like he is a, a performing musician he he plays he mm-hmm. likes to play he mm-hmm. likes to evolve and grow and explore he's a creative artist who likes to then show his work you mm-hmm. know uh so a, no surprise that when he called his retirement, the tour was to last three years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, of, of course, you know, and I'm not even sure how many doubles were in there. And then COVID comes along and messes that up. So then he, the whole replanning of that. So technically, I think we're in year four now or more. Mm-hmm. 
And did he do his last show? I think he did. But is did he done? He? I don't even well, he know. Did that, he did that one that was uh, that's available to watch. And by the way, just a quick sidebar. Um, did you get your tickets for Madonna? You did. Oh, good for you. Okay. Woo! Yeah, I explored a couple of avenues, none of which were free, which ideally I would have loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that wasn't going to happen, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I got them. I had an option through work that I was able to buy them, but Deb bought them before I had to uh, actually do that. She went on. She was armed with every device that we have in the house. And when the tickets went on sale, she was like, following everything. And she said she saw them going in real time, chunks of tickets just Yeah, well, that makes sense because I spoke to one of our colleagues on the French side, and he said that when he went into the portal or whatever, he said there was like 2,000 people waiting or something. Like you could, there was, and then he, then he went to Toronto and was able, and there was only like five people waiting. So he bought tickets for Toronto. So he's going to Toronto. Oh, wow. Cool. And, which is cool. Like, and he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, je m'en vais, je m'en vais à Toronto. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> nice. So I'm that's very what he's much And then just a it. quick follow up to Madonna. I don't know if you both saw, if you follow her both, I f- I'm sure you both do. Um, on her social media, she posted a little video that she took of herself uh, following, I think, the sales date or the, the ticket sales. And this is the first time in like, I think ever for me that I've seen Madonna super humble and like beyond grateful like she got it was, teary-eyed. it was almost out of character it was out of character <laughs> i haven't seen it so you I have will to, totally you have watch, to watch it chair and it's like it's like and again like i do think she appreciates her fans like it's not that i think she's ever been like taking them for granted or whatever but when you watch this message like i feel like she just decided to record it because it's it's not even like you're not even seeing hey, adam like her head's not even fully in the screen like she's yeah and she gets emotional like just a bit and she says, I'm not taking this for granted, like twice in two different sections. And you can just tell, like, she's legit blown away, I think, knowing that. Because, like, for us here in Montreal, we got a second date. So I'm sure yeah. there's other places that have also picked up a second date. So she was like, yeah, like, I think this is the first time, for lack of a better word, that she was speechless. Well, it's really cool because I think of the other times that she's been to Montreal. I've seen her twice here. And the second show was 30 years ago. Wow. Like wow. girly show, yeah, right? Girly show. I, yeah. Yeah. I found the ticket stub just the other day. So I have both ticket stubs from both of those shows, but I'm like 1993. Oh my God. Um, the idea, though, that the other shows since I always would have wanted a greatest hits show because it's Madonna. So you want to get everything mm-hmm. right. Um, but she was always touring albums and the hits were secondary, which is fine mm-hmm. because that's that's the way she wanted to do it. And it's her choice. But as soon as she said it was the 40th anniversary and it was going to be the celebration tour of hits. I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. And Deb hadn't seen her. Like I said, I've seen her twice. I've been fortunate enough to get to that opportunity. But since Deb hadn't seen her, and we're like, we got to go. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I'm just numb to the idea that tickets cost what they cost. But it didn't seem as expensive as it could have been. Oh, yeah. Or mm-hmm. as I've seen it be, mm-hmm. even for yeah. the show that Agreed, we're attending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're... We're psyched, and like we were talking about last show, that uh, that um, higher prices you qualify as experiences. So, yeah. <laughs> yay, <laughs> we're getting set for an experience. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call my Janet show in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> the um, six experience. Yeah. Well, you know what we were talking about, Run DMC calling it quits. Looking back, uh, there's a Bono's done an interview with another one of our. I'm not sure if you guys listen to it. I I, I love it. The uh, Smartless podcast. Um, 
but Bono was on that mm-hmm. and talking to those guys and talking about how, um, you know, everybody's talking about how U2 is going to do shows with or without Adam, uh, not Adam, but uh, Larry. And how can that happen? And oh my gosh, what's going to happen? He talked about how they've broken up so many times. It's just what they do. They just get to a point where they're like, that's it. And then they figure it out and they're like, we're back. <laughs> it just doesn't make, you know, it's, it happens within their family kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's, it's interesting that they've gone to it. They've gone to the end <laughs> enough times that unbeknownst to us, we just look forward to their return each time. Yeah. But imagine they've broken up a few Which times. Which is kind of hard to believe because like they, I always feel like they're rock steady. You know what I mean? Like I just, mm-hmm. they're rock steady to me. So. Well, notably, or historically, as legend has it, when they were making their transition, let's say, out of the 80s into the 90s, out of the Joshua Tree into the Actung Baby stuff, they talk about that, uh, the sound of Actung Baby as the sound of four guys chopping down the Joshua Tree. So they got to a point where they were exploring different sounds, but it got to a point that within the four of them, that they, they were at odds. So that, to me, historically sounds like, wow, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they almost broke up then. And then to hear Bono say, yeah, we break up all the time. <laughs> it's sort of like, what? <laughs> Thankfully, you, me, and Adam don't have that experience. So that's great. <laughs> We're together, at least for the rest of this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys ready for a 90s rewind? Ready. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go back, bros, to 1995. Nice. 1995, you want to just lay back in the tall grass and listen to Tom Petty because you don't know how it feels. Was grooving out your radio, grooving into your headphones that weren't as easy as these. Uh, (laughs) uh, Tom Petty uh, um, in that song talks about rolling another joint. Radio was not having that. Back in the day, they're like, oh, we got to we got to fix those lyrics because we can't be promoting rolling up joints. We're That's fine with crazy. it now. How far we've come. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look, we've grown. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of stoners. Um, in, <laughs> in answer to the fre- the question, what's the frequency, Kenneth? That's REM taking the story. Was it Dan Rather that was mugged? That's the story, is it not? And that was what oh, the... Was it? The guy kept repeating. Oh, What's wow. the frequency, Kenneth? What's the frequency, Kenneth? Like, that's weird. Oops. And so a huge hit for REM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hootie and the Blowfish were also... Filling our hearts with sounds and holding our hand. Hold my hand. Huge, <laughs> huge. They were great. You that know? album, they just had, what, four or five hits off that album? Like, there was many. Like, yeah. Many hits. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very signature 1995, that's for sure. Um, and 100% pure love with our girl, Crystal Waters. Mm-hmm. Not 95%. One hundo. Yeah. A hundo also- P. News from Crystal, um, they're releasing at some point soon. As soon as I know, I'll tell you, but uh, new remix is coming out for Gypsy Woman. Uh, nope. <laughs> You're wrong, Kelly. <laughs> uh, we just had Crystal on the line, and she has <laughs> has denied that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her Crystal, social media think- says otherwise, though. So. <laughs> Crystal, do you concur with your social media? Uh, nope. I didn't think so. <laughs> 
<laughs> One more from your 90s rewind. Takes a song from the 70s and puts some 1995 on it and a whole bunch of bass line and a whole bunch of victory feelings for anybody that successfully pronounced the name John Mellencamp and Michelle Endegeo Cello. Wow, nice job. Thank Good you. job, Sharon. I don't think I can do Thank it. Thank you. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> At full circle, Michelle was on... Um, uh, Madonna's 94 album Secret with uh, yeah, she I'd was. Rather Be Your Lover great song oh god she is so good yeah wicked bassist totally mm-hmm. wicked uh, yeah. that's your 93 one good job thank Sharon. You, Sharon thank you thank you thank you thank you very much <laughs> and that's it you guys perfect I gotta go Yep, Ciao. I figured you did. You have to go start collecting pop bottles to pay for those Madonna tickets. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got to get my paper route done. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you guys, thank you very much for listening and for watching and for checking in with us. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Wherever it is that you find us, thank you. And thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.